The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everyone, this is Ethan at Propostle. And this is Patrick at Catholic Pat. And welcome to The Crunch. Yeah, so The Crunch is the name of our podcast. Uh, We figured it out because my dad sent me an email. He was eating crunch berries late at night, which is how you know that we're related. And he sent me this email and he said, Ethan... I've got this great idea. Would you call it The Crunch or The Catholic Crunch? If iTunes rejects The Crunch, we might have to change it to The Catholic Crunch. But my dad came up with the idea, so shout out to my dad. Um, the rest of you are slackers. <laughs> the fact that a 49-year-old man had to come up with the, for the name of our podcast and the rest of you didn't is uh, quite disappointing. So get it together, <laughs> all you out there. But uh, oh, yeah, there you go. That's the story. We figured it out. We should We should be up on iTunes very soon. I submitted the stuff to them yesterday or whenever this comes out. It was on Sunday. And it said it, there'll be either a few days or several weeks. So it could be <laughs> a long span of time before we're actually on iTunes. So stay tuned for that. Keep keep up on the Twitters and we'll we'll let you know. Patrick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just going to jump right into it because what you, <laughs> we're what, still having what this are you fight. into? We're still having this fight. He's so and wrong. I'm, Patrick is so I'm, wrong. And I'm dedicated to this fight for comedy reasons. And I think we were talking. Ethan went to the bathroom, okay? And he came back. And I said, did you wash your hands? And he said, yes. And I said, uh, how do I know? Because, and I said, you know what? If I had a superpower, I would want the superpower to be able to tell whether or not people washed their hands after they went to the bathroom. And I said that's the stupidest superpower you could ever wish for in your entire life. Patrick literally wants to sit outside of a bathroom and yell at people as they come out and say, you didn't wash your hands like a curmudgeon old man. Especially if they're five-year-olds. Those five-year-olds need to learn fast that it is not okay. (laughs) That's what their parents are for. You are a a redundant (laughs) superpower. Tell them yours, Ethan. It's not much better. Okay. This is a, no, this is great. This is such a good (laughs) superpower. So I would pick to know whether or not a person uh, is attracted to me 
based on a number floating above their head. And it would go from one to ten. And ten is like, yes, you like they would marry you on the spot. And one is, oh my gosh, he looks like the elephant man, you know. So that's that's what I would pick because that way you would know which girls to engage in flirtation with and which which girls you just you know are are just not interested. And so yeah, <laughs> this thing with my hands. It's quite good. But I think that's a much better, more useful superpower than knowing whether or not somebody washed their hands. Yeah, it's useful until you get married. Then it's absolutely redundant. (laughs) No, it's not redundant. It's great because it sets you up for marriage. And once you're married, you don't even need superpowers anymore because you have the power to create life. Unless you're a mom because moms are superheroes. Amen, RT, IRL. (sighs) Dab. I think our I think our argument's finally over. It is. We had that argument three times. Yeah, literally. For you. Because the first time we had it, we hadn't started recording yet. The second time we had it, the 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 internet exploded and this is the third <laughs> time. So we really wanted you guys to hear that. It's not contrived in any way. Um Oh man. But that yeah, that's good. Um let's let's dive into this. Cause we need to get – we're doing two today because we don't like not being able to upload every week or like within seven days. And yeah. sometimes we forget to rent our microphones and <laughs> we would rather have microphones and be a day late than not have microphones and sound like we're in garbage cans on time, That's if true. that makes any sense. Again, we're all doing it for you because there are so many complaints about the audio quality that it's never going to be bad ever again. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't want to make that promise. So, Patrick, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about social media, and we wanted to have a guest for this episode. We might just talk about it again someday. But so since our since our audience now is based mostly in Catholic Twitter, mm-hmm. why don't we talk about why we joined Catholic Twitter? Ooh, I, that's saucy. Catholic Twitter has been near and dear to my heart, and I've been thinking about this a long time. It's like, I've known you as Bropostle for, like, four years now, you know? Yeah. So like, Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> I've known you longer than I've known my girlfriend. Like, that- <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> wow. But through the internet. Let's date, Patrick. Let's date. Let's actually date. <laughs> let's do <laughs> Dating it. Dating people you meet on Twitter. What a, what a silly <laughs> oh. idea. Wow, who would ever do that? That, oh, way that could result in a negative situation. It would result in a really cute relationship that I'm actually jealous of. At Rachel and Tristan. <laughs> Rachel Claire, sorry. Rachel Claire, two, two names, names, two names one face. Right. Um, so yeah, like, what prompted you to join Catholic Twitter? Like, what, what kind of brought that about? So, I was an industrial little kid. Um, so first of all, I wasn't, I was unlike a lot of kids, um, in our generation. Um, well, maybe more like some of the listeners of this podcast, my parents were very, not strict, but they were very aware of what I was doing on the internet and what I was playing on video games and all that stuff, which was really, really good. But at the time I was, ah, fight the power. And so I was kind of annoyed and I wanted to have a Twitter account, but, um, what are you doing? Nothing, don't worry. You're freaking me out. Uh, I really wanted to have a Twitter account, and I was in high school, right? And I thought Twitter was dumb. I was like, oh, Twitter's so stupid for my freshman and sophomore year. And when we get to junior year, 
all of these people were using Twitter and it was, they were talking about it all the time. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have a Twitter. And so, but my mom wouldn't let me get one until after I took the ACT and I was super annoyed. And so literally the day of it's, this was April 14th, 2013. I remember the day, maybe it was earlier. I think it was 2013, but I took the ACT that day and I came home. I said, mom, I took this ACT. Let me get that Twitter. And she said, all right, go for it. And so I got it. I loved it and it was super fun. And I started tweeting memes and hashtags and all that stuff. And I just had a grand old time tweeting with my friends from my high school. And then over the summer, uh, I probably went to a Steubenville conference or something. And it got me thinking about um, the new evangelization and how to use social media and kind of how to be a member of our generation on the internet. And so I thought I had this great idea. I thought it was a, I thought I was the first one to come up with Catholic Twitter. Hmm. I remember specifically there's probably a note on one of my old phones of the way that I was going to enact this. I was going to contact like local youth ministers to be like, "Hey, I'm starting this Twitter account. Share it with your friends." Like, I was going to make it a big thing. And I was like, "I'm going to be I'm going to be called like Catholic guy or Catholic dude or whatever and um, I'm going to tweet Catholic things because people got tired of me tweeting Catholic things on my personal account. Huh. And so – because people would say, oh, so you tweet too much Catholic stuff. And I said, you can never tweet too much Catholic stuff. And people were unfollowing me and I was trying to figure out how to make it work. So I came up with this idea. I was laying in bed. It was late at night. I came up with this idea. I was like, oh, I have a Catholic Twitter account. And so I finally started it in August of that year and did it. And it just grew like wildfire. It was just crazy. I had no clue – what was going to happen or what it was going to look like. And I didn't tell my parents about it for the longest time until I had well over 2,000 followers. I don't think they knew about it because I just didn't want them to know until it was too big for them to say, no, I can't do this anymore, (laughs) you know? But uh, it was cool. It was really fun. And I just thought that it was a good way to share my Catholic faith online uh, without, at the time, you know, without bugging other people, but also... Um, later it became more, you know, being part of the community and learning and growing and all of that stuff. I don't know. How about you? My account has a fun history that no one yeah. knows. And it's actually really stupid history. So freshman Patrick, is. freshman Patrick was a little pugnacious, right? And so <laughs> he, this was around the time that like the Westboro Baptist church was being attacked by the, the organization anonymous, do you know them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that whole thing. And so I was like, first of all, I got a Twitter account because of a girl, and she should uh-huh. be nameless, but she knows who she is, and she doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. Um, she's a good friend of mine. But anyway, I got Twitter, and then I saw this whole, like, anonymous thing happening, and I was like, yo, I'm going to make this anonymous account, right, for, like, the organization anonymous. But <laughs> I'm going to talk about Are you about- serious? You yes. started a Twitter account for a hacking group yeah because they were attacking a religion that wasn't catholicism and i was like (laughs) and i was like let's talk about like a good religion right and so catholic anon referred to anonymous Anonymous? oh my gosh all this time and then i was like wait a second this was totally stupid yeah absolutely dumb and so I kind of abandoned the account. Then a couple of years later, I got I got back into Twitter, and I made it personal. And then I saw these, like, Anon accounts, one that, like, doesn't exist anymore. I was kind of, like, talking to her, you know. And then I was like, I heard they, I found out they were called Catholic Anons. And I was like, dude, I have that I handle. Have an anon. 
yeah. I have that handle. Like, Catholic Anon <laughs> is my handle. And I'm like, I'm going to start a Catholic Anon account. And so Holy I deleted God. all of the tweets, completely <laughs> unfollowed pretty much everybody. And I was like, all right, this account is starting fresh. Wow. And, and so I picked the I picked the Flynn Rider picture and made a bunch of Catholic Anon friends and all that stuff. And it was super fun. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never told that I've... story before. Wow, now everybody knows. That's so funny. <laughs> you you were you were so edgy when you were a freshman. I know. Oh man. <laughs> the only reason I wanted to do it because I was like I was like, I know so much more than these guys do because I'm a Catholic apologist and I'm super That's smart. That's really what Catholic Twitter is, is just being smarter than everybody else. <laughs> but the point the point of this whole thing is and ex- us explaining that is kind of we wanna dive into what social media is and what it can be um, because I never thought, you know, when I first got a Twitter, when I first got a Facebook, that it could be something like this, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we're we're kind of the first group of people to truly get that. Like, let's think about the people who, like, Facebook is their main thing, right? I would consider us the Twitter kids, like our 19, 20, 21, 22. But the people who are, you know, about 30 now, when they were in college, Facebook was the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for them, social media just means looking at what their friends are posting, looking at pictures of kids, you know, stalking their relatives, getting angry about <laughs> things that people are posting, you know, that kind of thing. Like yeah. that's what social media is to them is that Facebook world of people that you know in real life, right? Which is fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. Um, but for us, social media is this entirely new community of people that have never met each other before, that are friends, that tweet, that create content, that push each other. We all like wanted to make each other better, even be- though we didn't know one another, you know? And it's yeah. just a really bizarre, weird concept. And I don't think that it's especially evident in Catholic Twitter, but Twitter in general with people our age is getting much more communal i don't know i don't know how to describe it you think of twitter as this anonymous thing where anybody can tweet anything and get a billion retweets but you can also really get to know people through twitter i don't know what do you think about that well especially now that it's kind of moved into like the direct messaging now that that's a capability it's a lot more Mm -hmm. personal and it's become more like one-on-one social media as opposed to it's always constantly to a ton of people everything you say is to a ton of people that now right. like Twitter has like a messenger capability and it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool, which, which establishes one-on-one relationships with people that you follow that follow you back, all that stuff. So it kind of creates a Facebook friend relationship. You know, it's like you follow them, they follow you. It's nice. Um, in mm-hmm. terms of creating a community, I would say that that's true, but like the thing about Catholic Twitter is it looks different for everybody else. You know, it looks different for everybody. Um, we all follow different people and different people follow us. So like for some people who talk about Catholic Twitter, they don't follow me and I don't follow them and I have no idea who they are, but they are still, you know, part of Catholic Twitter, you know, in terms of, you know, what they talk about all the time. Um, I see Catholic Twitter as kind of this, like this group that like really anybody can be a part of, but what it is is like it posts, it puts out into people's timelines stuff that's actually Catholic and is actually wholesome and isn't the the generic dribble that you see on your personal account i don't I go hate on my personal generic dribble 
I don't go oh. on my personal account anymore. It's just we were talking about this earlier. The accounts that are out there are ridiculous. Every, They're garbage. I mean, they're negative seven points on the Richter scale of quality word, tweets. When did the word porn all of a sudden become something that's like can be applied to anything, like food? Food porn is a Twitter account. That's been a long time. That's been a long time coming. That's a huge thing on Reddit. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's super gross. Like on my on both my Twitter accounts, my personal and my Catholic Twitter, I have all of those like basic white girl uh, sexual gifts, Dory, World Star Hip Hop, like all those stupid oh, tweets that tweet the same thing over and over and over again and just reuse each other's tweets and they're not always the best or most they're not even interesting. They're not good. They're not funny. But they're they're lowest common denominator, like as low as you can get crap. Yeah. And a lot of people don't bother to kind of filter what they see um, on Twitter and on Facebook. This goes for both. Like you can see some really raunchy videos reposted on Facebook um, or, you know, political crap and just tirade. Just all this stupid stuff that gets posted on Everywhere you post, Instagram, Snapchat, it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. And really it's not – a lot of people just kind of sit there and just scroll past it. But it's still affecting you even if you don't know it. Like for me, I was getting annoyed at how unfunny these tweets were and it would make me mad. And so I had to literally block them so I would stop getting so annoyed at how bad they were. Yeah. Same goes for anything else. Um, like if you follow a person that retweets that stuff all the time, unfollow that person. I have no shame about unfollowing people or hiding people on Facebook or defriending them. Or I deleted my Instagram because I don't really care about it, so I don't know what that yeah. world is like. But I'd imagine that there's some pretty there's pretty bad stuff on Instagram that you can probably get out of your life if you wanted to. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I mean, I'm from Florida where everybody goes to the beach all the time. And, um... And so there you go. Like just that alone, every every girl that looks okay in a bikini posts pictures of herself on Instagram all the time, of herself mm-hmm. on Instagram all the time, and it's not 
it's like not okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think the issue is we don't hold social media to the standard which we hold um, books. Right. You know? Or movies or games or whatever. Well, I would say we don't hold movies to the standard that we hold books, but like... Right. We, we really don't hold modern media to the standard that we should. And the problem is it's it's our culture. It's what people will look back and say... This is what this is what people in the twentieth century or the twenty first century did. This is what What this, year is it, Pat? I don't know what year it is. It's twenty sixteen. It's <laughs> angrily It's left. current year. It's current year. Um they'll look back and say, like, this is what this is how they communicated, this is what they talked like. And I mean memes are hilarious, I love them. But yeah. like the fact that we don't hold these memes to the same standard that we hold literature is ridiculous. And it, what sentence did you just say? I know. <laughs> what the heck? What is? Oh my gosh! We don't hold memes to the same standard that we hold literature. That's so true, but it's so ridiculous that you even have to point that out. You know. But here's the lie we've all bought. <laughs> here's the lie that we've all bought. We've all bought the lie that popular culture is not worth our criticism. We've bought Snaps. the lie that our our popular culture doesn't need to be looked at, and it needs to be looked at with a microscope. The stuff that we're sharing on Twitter needs to be looked at. What are those popular Twitter accounts selling you? What are they trying to say? Who pays them? Because once you get over a million subscribers, you're not unnoticed by people who want to sell something. And Twitter is a free service. And when it's a free service, you are the product. Whoa. Why hasn't anybody contacted me about selling my tweets? I'm very funny. (laughs) One it's million garbage. is the threshold. A million is well, the threshold. Well, I'm threshold. close. I'm close to a million. <laughs> if if we're speaking relatively here, you know, I'm closer to a million than I am to a billion. So no, like I mean, I hit me up I with those sponsorships. You, I bet you at least like ten dollars that that TBH just stop the pink dolphin <gasps> or Dory garbage. every time they tweet something about a movie, like they get some kind of recompense for that, you know, or they Definitely. like they get paid to promote a certain product or like. Yeah, like you see those tweets all the time, like, guess what's coming out in 2017, emoji, 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 and it's like three different movie posters. Yeah, oh yeah. Of like Disney films. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Disney's I never really thought Disney about does that, this stuff all that's the time. Totally thing. Oh yeah. You know, Disney Disney was the first um, large film corporation to really capitalize on television because the rest of the film industry was really t- scared of it because they thought it was going to take them over. And so Disney, um, Disney made a four-part television series advertising his new ex- his new experiment, a theme park. Mm. He built a theme park, and now that theme park is like one of the biggest, most visited places in the world. And so, like he, he they <clears throat> Disney capitalizes on Netflix. Um, Disney capitalizes by buying, you know, out other stations that'll advertise their stuff subliminally. And so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they were using pop social media accounts. But yeah, that's that's the danger of popular social media accounts is you don't really know what they're buying or you don't really know what you're buying when you look at them or you know follow them. So here's the thing. Here's the point of all this is that we need to engage, like I talked about at the beginning, in the new evangelization just the same as everybody else. We have a responsibility to make everything that we do Catholic, whether you like it or not. Catholic means universal as in everything. So... If you're, you know, on Twitter and you're reposting stuff from those accounts, take a good hard look at what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, take a look at 
what you're showing to your followers. Take a look at what you're showing to your family and your friends when you repost videos on Facebook. You know, like, are you adding anything to the world? And if so, is it good? So we just have to be conscious of that. And that's why I started, you know, a Catholic Twitter account because I thought I could spread a lot of good through that. And it it turned out to be a little bit different than I thought it would be. You know, I'm not the the white knight of Catholicism like I thought it was going to be. But, I mean, I post some dank memes and uh, it makes people laugh. And sometimes making people laugh is all you need to do. Like, people just take it too seriously. Maybe we're taking it too seriously in this podcast. But still, it's like... It's important to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, I guess is my point. Yeah, and the, and I, I hope that my point was not misunderstood as everything needs to be serious, and if it's not serious, it's wrong. Um, comedy is awesome, and comedy can comedy can send messages in ways that drama can't and ser- real talk can't, you know, which is why when I mm-hmm. see a, a stupid post that was retweeted by someone, instead of, um, <clears throat> instead of, writing a blog post <clears throat> on why that tweet was stupid, I'll re- I'll quote it and satirize it by making it, you know, look stupid because it is. Because that, that funny tweet about a stupid post sends a message to my followers that me blatantly saying this is what I'm trying to sell, what I'm trying to say, uh, wouldn't do. Media encodes messages and distributes them. So Twitter is mm-hmm. social media. Twitter is encoding. These tweets are encoding a message and sending them to us. Even with us, you need to look at what we're trying to say to you by uncoding the message that we've encoded. And we promise, as I think that's what separates Catholic Twitter and you know wholesome Twitter accounts from other accounts, is that we, we have a, a personal promise to our followers that we will only sell messages that are wholesome. You know, like mm-hmm. we will only sell messages that are good and for the most part. uplifting, that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's interesting because I think if you take all the tweets ever tweeted and you decode all of them, you'll find the words Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer, <laughs> which really just changes the game if you think about it. It's nuts. But yeah, that's – and that's just – this is just so – it goes beyond – you know, social media because it affects like the things, the messages that we receive and the things that we see on social media affect how we live our lives. You know, like the whole epidemic of like, we were just talking about this in our group chat the other day of uh, laziness and awkwardness being trendy. Yeah. And, you know, it's cool and funny to be lazy and to watch Netflix all the time and to sleep all the time and to, you know, shove your face full of pizza every now and then or all the time is. <laughs> a popular thing right now for whatever reason. And it's not, I mean, it's funny, I guess, but it's not good. You know, that's not the image that we should be uh, upholding ourselves to. You know, you shouldn't strive to be awkward and LOL XD random all the time. (laughs) You know? Penguin of doom. uh, Yeah, right. Holds up sport. (laughs) It's just, we, I don't understand why that is such, is so embraced by our culture. And not to call out girls, but I see it especially in female Twitter, you know, because there's hundreds of accounts that are all about that. For guys, it's more of like the TFM, World Star, you know, that kind of thing. You know, be frat as possible, be a bro, um, work out, yeah, objectify women, and then go home. It's just so – that's like the popular message of social media right now. And 
you you can't just submit to it. You can't just let it affect the way that you live your life. You have to think about it and in a way that makes you critical of it, like we were talking about earlier. Um, but also you need to put – you have power also. Like you have followers. You have people that want to listen to what you have to say. You can use that to change the narrative. You know, If people started tweeting every day different things that were positive and not focused on laziness and objectification of women and all those things, eventually it would change. But too many people are just content with what is being fed to them that they don't bother to try and change the narrative. You know, that's why Catholic Twitter is so great because there are tons of people that are, aren't afraid to try and change the narrative. Yeah, and I would, all, I would like in to In my add, opinion. Um, with the whole, like, you're responsible for what you post. You're also responsible for what you retweet. And we're spending a lot of time on Twitter. We said we weren't going to, but, I mean, hey. <laughs> um, I, I, hate the, I hate the bio thing. RTs are not endorsements. And it's like, yes, they are. <laughs> They, they by yeah. their very nature are so like you are responsible for what you retweet because your name is up there and we see you and like people see me and they see my name when I retweet something so if I retweeted something that was tweeted by sexual gifts people are going to be like why is this Catholic account retweeting something sexual I don't want to see that you know <laughs> I don't know you got a good point yeah Snapchat so Snapchat. Oh gosh. Don't even get me on this. People already in our circles have already been upset about it, but those stupid freaking Cosmo stories that they have, like top 10 ways to lose your virginity. Like what does that even mean? There's I don't watch them. To lose your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> top 10 ways to know if you've had sex. Like what I don't what what is the point of all these Here's and then like, Kim Kardashian's revealing belly button mole. Like, I don't care about any of this stuff, and I don't know who cares about this stuff, but that is not – I mean, that's not why I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat to post videos of myself dancing to loud music and make dumb jokes. That, And there are accounts that you can add on Snapchat. Like, I know for sure – like, I know some friends that have, like, uh, porn accounts added on Snapchat and oh. TFM accounts added on Snapchat. It's just so permeated into – each and every, like these things have only been around for what Snapchat's been around for like four years, five years. Instagram, yeah, just about as long, six or seven. Like it's already become just such an ingrained part of it that oh, if you're on this, then you, you know, you might be looking at your friend's stories, but you're also probably looking at porn and you know stuff like that. It's just uh, boggles my mind how people just kind of let that happen. Yeah. Use Snapchat wisely. Because we all know what kids. it was invented for. We do know it was invented for. The the founders of Snapchat have straight out said what it was invented for. <laughs> it was not and invented for Snapcash. It was not invented so you could post the dog filter. Definitely not. Uh. So use use your social media effectively. Be I know I know people can be funny. I know people can be smart and um what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, interesting. Fruit, no, interesting. Yeah, I guess that's a good word for it. I am at times. People can smart, make good points. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Well, yeah. people people can make good points, but they just choose to let other people make points for them. Yeah, and, and they just retweet. Like you, you, you can go out there and you can get followers and you can make a name for yourself if you want to. But so many people are just content to take whatever's fed to them, which I think is a horrible attitude uh, towards anything in life. Good point. Question, learn, understand, grow in your faith. 
We have so much power. We have so much power. 2017. Yeah, I'm ahead of the curve on this one. I'm so used to saying 2017 because I've been talking about Seek so much. Yeah. Seek 2017. Everybody should go. If you're not going, I'll be there. Today's the last day to throw $100 down. Yeah, today's the last day to register before the price increases, so hit that up. But anyway, do you have any final thoughts on this social media thing? Um, I do. Be careful, but have fun, because social media is fun. It's only fun, yes. though, and it's only fun when um, we're aware, and so stay woke, as the, kids, <laughs> as the kids are saying. Right, don't leave, right. Ethan. <laughs> You can't just say stay woke in my podcast. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Last night we were at this homecoming thing. It's homecoming week. And we were at this like stomp the yard competition thing. And I swear I hit the dab like 30 times. Week. I hit the dab it's at, like 30 It's at times the point where I can just do it. It's at the point where I can just do it and people are like what that kid's still hitting the dab I'm like you're darn right I'm still hitting the dab <laughs> I was one of the first people I can find you a picture before the dab got big in like February of 2016 True. I was doing it in like early November <laughs> of, of 2015 like almost a full year ago my little brother was, introduced me to the dab and I had to teach then... people how to do the dab this is what social media is good for these dance moves like crank that soldier boy Without the internet, without social media, that wouldn't happen. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Before you decry the the, the badness of social media, think about Soldier Boy. Think about Drake. Yeah. Think about Hotline Bling. Oh my gosh. And how how important that was to 2016. Think about Dat Boy. Think about Harambe. Think about um, Ken Bone. The the rise and fall of Ken Bone. Think about Arthur memes. Think about all these phenomenal things that we have because of social media. I know we just we just talked bad on it for so long, but think of how much joy it's brought millions of children around the world. <laughs> Stay inspired. Keep making memes. Do it for the church, though. All right, that's it. That's all my thoughts. <laughs> that was a great ending. I don't have I anything like else to say. Yeah, it was a good ending. Um, business. Like I said at the beginning, iTunes should be happening soon. I actually submitted all this stuff. We have a name. Um, welcome to the crunch. I'm gonna have to say it that way every time. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? I have nothing else. This is very successful. This was. Uh, we will end it here, and we're gonna do another one right after this. So, stay tuned. We're not gonna post them on the same day. So, if you're listening to this, you're gonna have to wait a week. But we are recording two in one day because we are expert podcasters so <laughs> yeah get hyped um okay so yeah we'll pray for you please pray for us and uh see you on the twitters
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.